button. Hello, good afternoon, good evening. This is David Robert for the Marketplace of Ideas podcast. And ladies and gentlemen, we got a treat today. I'm telling you, Christmas comes early, Yom Kippur, Festivus for the rest of us, whatever you celebrate. <laughs> we've got Tim and in the background, his sister, Alia. Um, these are yeah. t- these these two are the Wonder Twins, as I like to call them. Um, so much social justice energy in a good way. <laughs> Not in the creepy, you know, like, ah, we want rights, but we don't know how to do it. It's more like, yay, we've got a plan, 12-step program. and <laughs> It's the biracial superpower. <laughs> there you go. That's right. The alcoholics anonymous. I'm, I'm telling you, between you two and my kids, that's what the world's going to look like in the next <laughs> 50 years. The blacks were out. The whites are out. <laughs> no, they're can, gone. Can I say that? Can I can I say that? <laughs> <laughs> a caramel colored army of social justice. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> there you go. Depending how much cream. Depending on like. how much cream. Oh David, uh, before we start, you're a little quiet. Is there? Oh. Uh, I'm sorry. Hold on. Let me turn this up a bit here. Da, da, da. Um, let me see. Can you hear me now? Hello? Uh, yeah. Hello. Yeah. Excellent. Sorry, I was probably um, speaking a little bit away from the mic there. Sorry about that. Okay, am I coming through okay now? Uh, you're coming through like fairly quiet. Um, okay. Hello? Hello? We can hear you. Yeah, as long as you can hear us, I guess that's what's most important. Okay, all right. Well, uh, we are the best. Yes, <laughs> there you go. That's right. Well, if um, if you might just need to repeat yourself a few times, but... Yeah, no um, problem. I'm sorry. Uh, okay. That's okay. It's It's the whole speaker thing. Gotcha. Okay. Um, so yeah, today we're going to be chatting with Ali and Tim in particular about the the rise of AI, how it's affecting writing, how it's affecting education, things of that nature. Uh, before we get started here, I had a little bit of an article, a little bit of an opening article that I wrote a little while back. I haven't published it yet just due to the fact that everything is changing so quick with artificial intelligence, chat GPT. Are you sure you wrote it or did AI write there it? There you go. Am I even here? Are we in the matrix? What's going on? Like, I, I don't know. Like, <laughs> Like what is what is David? I don't know, but um, seriously, it, <laughs> it's a question that you like have to ask. Yeah, you're oh, really? you're looking in the mirror. Is this? It's a black mirror. What's going on here? <laughs> like, am I really there? You know, like, you can you can say that too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right, like <laughs> black mirror. I like that. I, I see what you did there. I see what you did there. Oh my god. <laughs> so I got this little article here. Uh, it basically said the siren call of Chat GPT. Yes. Uh, it is said that. Let's talk about that. Damn right, I tell you. So it is said that the mermaids of folklore and of long ago would sing songs to bring sailors and seamen. <laughs> uh, sorry, every every time I see that part. <laughs> to their dooms, that many a man would would lose their senses and wash them and throw themselves overboard to their watery graves. The passage of time and the departure of folklore in, in part with um, with mermaids and sirens we all know today to be not true um, as you know I mean but there's this great Netflix series that talks about it. but anyways um, <laughs> but the passage of time has not taken away the power of that of that call and right now we're starting to see chat GPT and open AI kind of form that almost siren call so we have so many yeah. people in technology, um, a little bit of backstory here. Um, if we look at the, I guess you could say the the playbook of companies like Meta, which is Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, mm-hmm. Google. What they do is they they act like drug dealers basically, and they give us these these toys to play with, these new shiny toys, and they become ubiquitous in society, to, almost to the point where by the time we need real legislation to stop them intruding on our lives, to selling our private data. It's already so useful in society. So case in point, Google yeah. Maps. Back in 2009, if I'm not mistaken, there was a company that you could hook – they had a little like sort of like a uh, – almost like the size of a cell phone now where you could hook up to your car and it would give you like a GPS sort of reading of yeah. your street and everything else. And it was pretty – people were going crazy for it. Like, oh, my gosh, this is great. Maps are – yeah, maps are out of here. We don't need them anymore. Mm-hmm. And Google – and basically iTunes – you know, connected with Google, and they were like, yeah, we're just putting this free on our phones. So this company basically got screwed over in oh, one wow. telecast. Yeah, I remember watching it on BBC News, and they were like, yeah, we're just putting this on our phones. And the company had just announced their earnings for that year, and they were doing great. 
And it was like, ah, shit. Okay. You know, mm-hmm. up yours, iTunes. But what they did was is it became so ingrained in our Integrated. society that right yeah. now it's almost impossible for anybody to actually not know how to get somewhere without their GPS on their phone. Case That's in point, so when... Well, yeah, it, it's frightening and yeah, scary. I can't, I can't use, like, regular... Me and Timmy, like, right before this, mm-hmm. we're talking about the fact that I have no grasp on street names or numbers, and I'm, like, entirely reliant on... Um, on Google Maps, and I sometimes I wonder if it wasn't so readily available, if I would have been able to develop that ability a little bit more. Mm, no, exactly. So, um, what had happened was is there's a there's a, a, a wonderful lady by the name of Shoshana Zuboff, and she's a professor. Um, I forget what school she teaches in, but she wrote a book called um, Surveillance Capitalism, and basically she talks about the the fangs, which is Facebook, Amazon. Netflix, Google, all of these companies colluding together, working together to put forth mm-hmm. products that look, you know, nice and shiny and they're going to help us um, better our lives and, you know, make us more productive and all that kind of stuff. But what they're really doing mm-hmm. is selling our information and it's the new black gold. It's that new level yeah. of creating almost, if you would, the, the robber barons of the, of the century past where they had not only a monopoly but it's such it's to the point now that Google, Instagram, all of these companies, they don't they, they buy up all of the new startups before they even become anything. So to right. gain any market share in these companies is insane. And so bringing us to our topic of what we're talking about with AI and chat GPT and all that other stuff, this was a company that was founded by now I have the gentleman's name here if I ah, I wrote it down. Sorry about that. Um, Sam, I believe it's Sam Altman, if I'm not mistaken. And yeah. on the board of that company back in 2015, Elon Musk was also a part of it as well. Shocking. And yeah, no, no kidding, right? You know, the evil, <laughs> you know, the Tony Stark's doppelganger was a part of this. Like, you know, he, yeah, he is becoming synonymous with, with all- brilliant and evil. Yeah, he's Lex Luthor, basically. Also stupid and ignorant. <laughs> yeah, it's it's insane. Like, you know, who who thought that Twitter would? Well, I mean, Twitter was a dumpster fire, you know, outside of a Chinese restaurant. Or out of a veterinarian's office where they just put, like, the animals that they put down. I'm sorry. I hate to say it. (laughs) And it got worse. I don't know how. (laughs) It just, it went from bad to, oh, my gosh. It went from literally, like, hey, you've got a nice place here to, oh, this smells like chloroform. Ah, I'm sorry. Um, (laughs) He he quite literally got drunk on his own power. Oh, yeah. Like. Drunk on his own I, it's supply. It's like funny, like the, the what I just said about him becoming like synonymous with like you know evil. Mm. That is only true in a certain demographic because then there's other communities and yeah. and individuals and groups that think he's you know the savior because there's just so much brainwashing into believing in the capitalism machine. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. So the question I want to ask for both of you is that both of you being um, involved in the arts and in the sciences and everything else, how do you feel that chat GPT is for better or for worse affecting um, just, just culture in, 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 in general? Do you want to take this? Yeah. Uh, I guess I'll start. Um, So something that's really interesting is it's, peddling um a snake oil um Mm -hmm. it's a really big question but uh if we're talking about like what chat gpt can allegedly do for capitalism and Mm -hmm. our jobs within that it's make things easier and make things simpler and large you know language modeling and, and those types of things are supposedly there to make our job simpler while while actually making us obsolete Mm-hmm. But it's it's really the snake eating its own tail because um, there's going to be tons of job losses, right? Yeah, exactly. And how does a system like capitalism run? Well, you you put the money that you make through your labor back into the economy through buying goods and services. Yeah. But if no one can buy any goods and services, well, then the system itself breaks down. So. It's yeah. interesting how short-sighted it all is. Yeah. Um, and I guess there's there's an argument of, um, uh, oh, everybody fought against a, a certain techno craze, be that the Industrial Revolution mm-hmm. or, or cars after the horse and buggy. 
and everything like that. Um, but we've never had something this efficient at not just one thing, one sector, one industry um, that could have transformative effects, but everything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And yes. And so it's it's kind of beyond the scope of, oh, you know, like, oh, it's going to uh, annoy people in the textile industry. And it's it's awful if those people lost their jobs back in the Industrial Revolution, too. Mm -hmm. um, but there was more transferability, I think, then, too, because what it's essentially closing the options uh, at a breakneck pace uh, so that you, you can't really upgrade the and, you know, there used to be a, uh, who's that guy? Sam Harris used to say, oh, yeah, like, he was nervous about AI, but he, he said, you know, one thing that would be good about it, automation, is people can then be free to uh, uh, pursue chase, artistic Chase their artistic endeavors. freedoms and yeah. endeavors mm -hmm. and share their craft and yeah. stuff like that. But the, those things are actually quite easy to replicate and copy um as we've seen with like uh, Dali yeah. and uh, Mid Journey and all those things. So it's actually like, oh, we're going to get rid of those things too, or make those things obsolete and make it so you can't, you know, make your bread that way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so I guess like it, for me, when you ask, how do you feel about those things as a creative um, it's and it's you know it actually expands past that of creatives if you're in an industry you're a mechanic and your art form is you love yeah. working with auto parts or you're an engineer and you love designing planes and, and stuff like that um yeah. or, or even adapting things like the internal combustion engine to be more fuel efficient right mm, yes um those things give us purpose um, yeah that's true and it's for me, it's really about this weird existential uh, uh, chipping away of what our purpose is. And, you yeah. know, there are people who will say, oh, well, like work shouldn't be your purpose and things like that. But our productive output and what we share with people always has been Yeah. Um, since before, you know, capitalism. I'm not talking about the evils of capitalism or whatever here. Yeah. Um, oh, there are evil. There's plenty. We, so, we can go. You can talk about that <laughs> yeah. another time. <laughs> but, but it, it's, Stay tuned, podcast it, listeners. That's right. <laughs> saint not, Bezos, he's a saint. You never heard yeah. anybody. But it, it has no ideological bent. It's like all of us enjoy sharing our work and sharing things that make us feel valued and productive yeah. um, and learning for a specific reason learning with a purpose whether that's you know if you're in the sciences and you're learning about biochemistry and those things like my alias is is in that um, mm -hmm. all of a sudden it's like well there's there's no purpose and, and you could say oh well people if people really want to do that um they'll just do it anyway but Sometimes you don't have the time or the energy. The, the time, and if you're homeless, and if uh, you know the sources of income are dwindling, yeah, and this uh, the economy is just uh, the middle class is just shrinking down to nothing, and mm. the gap is getting so much wider. Yeah, yeah, then it almost seems like kind of fraudulent of or insanely short sighted of the people like yeah Sam Altman, uh, who who in public you know bemoans oh what the things that ai can do but day to day goes into his his office and and sort of allows those things to happen see yeah 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 and what, what do you so, think um, uh, I'll, yeah i'll kind of um just expand on what timmy's saying because i i agree with like everything that he said mm -hmm. um like my yeah. <laughs> you're very smart <laughs> we share genes so there you I go. Have to say that. <laughs> not levi's but chromosomes people okay I was gonna... <laughs> um yeah, but I mean, I I want to like start with this quote that I read by um, Kurt Vonnegut the mm -hmm. other day that was like something along the lines of humans are going to be the first species that let themselves go extinct because it was cost effective. Oh, and geez. I think that that really, <laughs> That's a quote I know, of the day right there. Gosh, damn. and like what? Drop the mic. <laughs> well, thanks for coming, everybody. Uh, <laughs> we can pretend I said it. Just edit out the part where Kurt Vonnegut said it. I'm very wise. Kurt who? <laughs> <laughs> Alia Vonnegut. There you go. Um, but like, I, I think that that was probably 
mostly geared towards, you know, like climate change and global warming mm-hmm. and industry, like really. You wrote a book, sorry, real quick to digress and then maybe even compliment what you say. You wrote a book called Player Piano, which is all about automation and the loss of purpose. Yeah. Ouch. So he obviously, he was ahead he of the knows, time. Yikes. He knows what he's talking about. Yeah. He saw this shit coming. Yeah. But, <laughs> Um, but yeah, what I was going to say is like, I, my impression of that was that it was geared towards the fact that we're killing our home, mm-hmm. but I think it really applies to AI as well, because it is something that's becoming more cost effective yeah. when you're looking at how it's used to replace human workers. And I know people like even on, you know, like a very personal level that are either losing their jobs or mm-hmm. are terrified of losing their jobs, which is yeah. also not a good place to be adding more stress and yeah. more like mental duress to a time that like is already pretty hard to live in. Yes. And I think that like the worst part of that is to bring it back to the siren song that you were talking about earlier is it's such a, it's such a good parallel to draw because people are so excited about it. And I hear people mm. talking all the time about things they did on it and it wrote this for me and it did this for me and all i can all i can feel when i hear those stories is like panic Mm. i never hear the good in it because all i'm hearing is we're eradicating ourselves and we're stoked about it like it's terrifying um Mm -hmm. and so i mean like the question that you first asked was like in terms of good or bad what do you think my my knee-jerk reaction was like it's bad it's bad i don't want it i i wish it would stop it's a question of like we could but should we Mm -hmm. you know um but then i you know like to think a little deeper about it i think it could have its place if it was used for the betterment and the benefit of humanity instead of doing what timmy was talking about which is you know, removing the need for human creativity. Uh, and it it's taking jobs of people that, you know, are trying to like, like just human ingenuity. Yeah. And, and um, not just artistic creativity. Well, no, no, but creativity can apply mm-hmm. not just yeah. to artistry, yeah. but like, I mean, I have a, a note here that I wrote down that says arts and science. And um, like, I have another note here that says impeding creativity, Mm. because when you don't have to be creative and you're not flexing that muscle, be it in the arts, be it in industry, be it in science, that muscle will die. And I've even had people ask me about, you know, when I'm doing comedy, they're like, oh, do you ever like have a premise, but you can't word it properly? Do you just like you probably just throw it into chat GTP and I'm like, never, (laughs) never, because I don't want to become reliant on it. And it's like. It's a terrifying idea. And like the other thing that I'm noticing is like the job losses that are happening, they're not happening in um, like the hard labor jobs that people are doing just to survive, which maybe AI should be helping us out with so that we can pursue our dreams and have that freedom. They're taking jobs and things that um that people are doing because they're passionate about like and so these people are losing their jobs and then they're having to engage in those like really hardcore labor jobs that aren't necessarily beneficial for things like mental health and self-fulfillment and they're taking people right down to the base level of you know maslow's hierarchy of needs where they're like well i have to eat and i have to like survive and not die in the winter and Mm -hmm. stuff um really really quick sorry Um, no 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 please please just to add on to what Ali was saying is is that it's not a bad thing either to struggle with your creativity. Hey Amen. Yeah. Uh, Preach. It should be. Take the church. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and it actually, you know, that helps you to develop your own voice. Like there are a few mm-hmm. YouTubers um, that I watch that I really admire and respect for uh, whatever their message, their politics or their delivery. And uh, they've admitted recently, oh, yeah, I'm using uh, this LLM, you know, mm. uh, for prompts. Yeah. And it's like, I really like, and they're like, oh, and they perfect, it perfectly replicates my voice. And I'm like, I really like so. your voice. Yeah. Even if it does, it's like, if I really like your voice, I don't think you're going to evolve it without the adversity yeah. of finding it. Yeah, yes. that's true. You know? Amen. And, and, yeah, yeah, no, go ahead. Go, sorry, sorry, go ahead. working out. Yeah, and it'll, yeah, exactly. And it'll be like, your voice is sort of lost in time or or lost in a single moment of what that AI is replicating mm-hmm. or doesn't grow mm-hmm. maybe as fast. So there's this kind of ironic conversation where it's like, it'll help you do things better. Yeah. Um, 
or it will help you do things more effectively or it'll help with your creativity but it's 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 not really um and maybe someone could make the same sort of argument um well, they're letting with, someone else do the work for them yeah but maybe someone i'll say someone, maybe someone quote unquote. Can, yeah to make the same argument of yeah. oh well you use thesaurus.com you use you know of course uh, that's, that's, in, that's increasing your knowledge base it's well, not and so you have a tool to use in the pursuit well, of what you're doing i'll, I'll mm-hmm. say i'll say even if that was to it would be to such a decimal extent yeah yeah whereas not doing the work for you you know you're, you're choosing one word whereas this ai is is spitting out a ready-made script that yes you do have final editing oversee uh, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. on but to compare those things is like a drop in an ocean, right? Well, and, yeah. and you know what's what's interesting. So, um, all the points you brought up, um, I've, I've been you know working on this this thing where people are telling me, Dave, you got to shut up and listen. And I, I I love listening to both of you go back and forth about this because one of the things that's so almost I, I want to say silent but deadly. It's like crop dusting in a movie theater. I'm where, so embarrassed. I just laughed so hard at that. You know, I mean, we've all done I'm it, right? I'm 31. <laughs> yeah. It's like back in the day, um, if you're fans of hip hop, there was a case by the, the, the form, like he's passed now, Bismarcky, rest in peace. And yep, he yep. had a song called girl you got what i need, what I need. that was a sample <laughs> you say he's just, just a friend yeah oh. god you sang it i wouldn't have recognized yeah. <laughs> it without the vibe <laughs> so bismarcky had this this song and he was also a prolific producer and back in the day you know hip-hop started out in the bronx as we all know uh the 50th anniversary is coming up in the next little bit here and what would happen was guys would sample dub tapes and then they would you know take a, a loop or a break and they would turn that into a song, and guys would you know rap over it or whatever. Uh, Sugar Hill Gang did that most famously with Rapper's Delight and all that kind of stuff. Now, here's the problem. He didn't actually clear the sample. And so the originators of that song were like, hey, we wrote that song. We wrote the original melody and all that stuff. You basically stole it and didn't give us any credit or didn't ask for oh, it. Oh, man. So what we're seeing now with ChatGPT and OpenAI is they have scraped, and I mean scraped, yeah. thousands of hundreds of millions of yeah. terabytes of information from information yeah. that's been put out on the internet by artists, by creatives, by writers, by producers, by comics, yeah. by scientists. And they've taken all yeah. of that. They've taken all of it and they've used it for their data entry, for, for learning, for their large, um, for their large learning um, algorithms and everything else. And what they've done is they've essentially said, okay, we've taken all this free information. We haven't paid anyone for it. Mm-hmm. And now we're going to get funding because OpenAI actually started as a nonprofit. As soon as Microsoft backed up the truck, you know, Big Daddy Bill Gates, and I mean, you'll call him Daddy. I don't care what much. <laughs> like, <laughs> like to the tune of like I think it was close to like ten billion dollars. Yeah, like you, you, we could all be the so. I mean, I would hope and pray that you know I would remain strong if um, you know uh, a sultry, um, you know, uh, vixen. Were to come up to me and said, "Hey, big boy, why don't you throw those, those, um, those morals away for this big pile of sweaty money?" And I'd be like, "Oh as a, no, as a I." Vixen, that is what we do. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, "No, please stop! You've got ten minutes to get your hands away from there." Uh, no, anyways, my point is, my point is, is that what what happened with hip hop? Now it's kind of funny because Ice Cube recently said that he, because I don't know if you've seen this, but there's been some songs that have been put out there, right? Yes, People have yes. been utilizing the voices of Jay-Z, Kurt yeah. Cobain, um, oh, the lead singer from Soundgarden before he, uh, Chris Cornell, one of the Chris greatest Cornell, rock and roll yeah. voices ever, um, my opinion, and him and Hendrix. But they've taken his vo- mm-hmm. their voices and melded them together with like Kurt Cobain and created songs that would be in the likeness of the Beatles. It's like this pet cemetery of music. And yeah. recently Jay-Z the, had... The oh, artist is true creative. Exactly. The, I was just going to say, like, they would probably be... Appalled. Oh well, gosh, Paul yeah. Was fine with it, but like 90% of the public out Yeah, exactly. It was horrible. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm a very baby artist at this mm. point. You know, I've only been doing stand up for about a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, ah, you're killing it. What are you talking about? That- <laughs> killing it. 
Thank you. Oh, <laughs> it's a selfish plug. This follow is selfish me. Plug. No, just kidding. <laughs> no, please follow her. Please. Uh, <laughs> Lincoln David's bio. <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, like, I, I personally, and I mean, clearly, I've hopefully established that I have very strong opinions on this. But mm. um, I would be so appalled if there was another comedian out there that you know i hadn't given tags or advice or something like that to of my own free will but was somehow like using the hours that i've put in and the passion that i fostered for it to do well without me like it and it, it honestly it's more about like the morality of it than than financial but like both sides of it would you know really upset me and yeah. like i i also just like would like to say that people are finding it you know freeing and and or so they think but what it's actually doing is it's it's creating a trap it's like it's like humanity with this ai it's building its own prison yeah. and it's like singing gleefully while it's doing it and i feel like every time they're using these they're giving it more information they're giving it better ability and every time they use it it's another like bar in the cell and we're not even realizing that we're essentially trapping ourselves in this world of like a loss of creativity in whatever industry it's being used in um a loss of thinking outside the box uh even like in terms of social intelligence you know i'm hearing stories of teenagers that are so lonely that um, they're turning to the AI that Snapchat just introduced forcefully. It didn't even give you an option. And the AI on Snapchat is now what they call their best friend. And that is so despicable to me that like this industry in general, AI, as well as specific apps like Snapchat, which by the way, Snapchat, if you hear this, shame on you. I'm (laughs) I'm disgusted by this. um, Are taking advantage of vulnerability. Oh, sweetie, trust me. They're... um, it it's gotten even worse. So just today, in doing some research for this, um, I was checking out a, um, I believe it was a YouTube channel that they were discussing, and I, I forget the name of it, but I will try to link it. Where they were saying that, as as we know, there's a lot of lonely men out there, and that's a whole other topic, yeah. a whole other podcast. Oh my gosh, the AI Ooh. girlfriends. Yes, and stuff. exactly. Holy so let's say, for example, that you have had issues and problems with creating connections with people. You may have had. Uh, ADHD. Which many people just have at different times. Yeah. Exactly. But, right? Sorry, David. No, no, please, please. No, like, you're, you're absolutely right. And if you don't, like, and again, we grew up in a time period, and I'm, I'm a little bit, okay, I'm a lot older than you guys, but still, um, there was a time, like, I didn't get my first cell phone. Only a few hundred years. There you go. <laughs> Black doesn't crack. But, what are you talking about? But you about? look there 19, you so it's fine. There you go. <laughs> I was ID'd at, the, at, at a liquor store just last month, so... I nearly hugged the woman. I, I was like, oh my gosh, that God bless clapping, you. That was clapping, not anything else. Yeah, I was like, oh, I love you. Thank you. You know, I, I needed that. You know, like, so, but all that to say, you have people who have had issues with connecting with people. Now, I didn't get my first cell phone until I was about 26, 27. At, mm-hmm. that, at that point in time, if I wanted to meet somebody, I would have to go out and you know, make friends. I'd have friends at school yeah. or at work. And you had, if you wanted to ask a girl out on a date or your non-binary life partner, okay, we don't want to get canceled here. Um, whatever we the case that. was, you know, you would actually have to communicate them, communicate with them and say, hey, would you like to go out to dinner? Yeah. Would you like to go out to a movie? Blah, blah, blah. Go for a long walk. What we've seen now and also with the advent of the availability and just the accessibility Dating of pornography- out dating apps yeah that's true they've built this sort of weird almost echo chamber where okay i have anxiety well you know what hey the red pill they're they're talking about this stuff it's all those damn fourth wave feminists and you know what i was told that i'm i'm the leader of the home i'm i'm the i'm the king of the castle why doesn't my wife bring me my slippers why doesn't my girlfriend provide for my every need because hey the porn alpha bro culture the porn is does, again with oh, the vengeance it's horrible with the progression of feminism exactly <laughs> yeah. and so what you have now is people realizing hey i can get it like harvey's have it my way i don't have to yeah. go through that pain like you just said tim we don't have to go through that struggle you don't have to go through those bad dates you don't have to go through those breakups i can have my cake and eat it too and not have the yeah. pain of having to clean up the dishes or even go out and shop for the stuff I need. So if you don't it's have that gonna, grit. It's going to read the incel exactly. ideas so much more too because they're yeah. going to be getting so much validation. So much more entitlement. You know, if, if you program an, an AI to say, 
oh, I live to serve you. Yeah. And yeah, you should be running the house. And why would I want any power? And I only exist for the purpose <laughs> of your gaze. Exactly. That's going to be very validating to an already unstable sort of person. Exactly. You know, and you know, my, or, or, and again, life is not like that. And so a great example of that is mm-hmm. um, back in the day. Okay. I will admit that this was before my enlightened time period of being married, having two daughters <laughs> and realizing that there's nobody good enough for either of them so i'm trying to get them in, i'm trying to get them enrolled into like chess and get them to love everything geek and nerdy so you know hashtag no grandkids but i'm just kidding but anyways my point is but, my, my parents are just now coming around to that idea they're like oh no she's too strong she never wants the man again we, we went too far oh no <laughs> <laughs> we bred two independent oh, creatures. Now goodness. all she wants is cats and plants. <laughs> oh my gosh! But um, but what I was thinking was is is there was now this was before, again back in the day. All right, I watched a lot of adult um content. We'll call it that. Um, uh, yes. a lot mm-hmm. of porn. Okay, a lot of porn. <laughs> Let's call it what it was. He's like, if you know what I mean, and then just yes. says it. <laughs> if you know, you know. And was, and there was an artist. And if you didn't, now you do. Exactly. Like Biggie said, if you don't know, now you know. You can fill in the word. Um, but, there, <laughs> but there there was an artist, an adult artist, by the name of Kobe Ty. Now, this was way before the internet, and she was very prolific in all of her, her acting and stuff. And she did plenty of films. I mean, we're talking every and anything. And towards the end of her career, she was at one of these, they're called like porn cons or whatever. And so okay. back in the day, um, I don't know if they do this now, but they would take a bust of her body, of certain body parts, mm-hmm. and, you know, they'd sell them as, you know, toys or whatever. And so guys would they come up to her. Oh, they still yeah. do that. Okay. Not, not. I don't know that from firsthand experience. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, of course, of course you don't. Know. It's like we're still recording right I now. I've got Brad Pitt's butt on my mantle. Oh my god, it's like that's Angelina Jolie's. Oh my god, <laughs> Angelina Jolie's brain and Brad Pitt's butt. Let I mean, me just objectify men for a second. Look, I mean, Henry Cavill is Henry Cavill. I don't care what you tell me. Okay, like, I did just be Barbie. <laughs> now all I want to do is objectify men. Oh my goodness. But the crazy thing was, is she she said to the interviewer, she was like, look, when the lights are on, I'm dolled up, I'm made up, I'm runway yeah. ready, I'm blah, blah, blah. I don't look like that normally. I don't even look like this. Yeah. And so we're creating this this almost this weird ultra universe where you can have it your way. Nobody can disagree with you. If you have an opinion and you have some opposing views, like from friends and family, Nobody wants to actually just talk it out and say, okay, well, why do you feel this way? Not that I want to change your mind, but anything else, but just yes. to see what you, you feel. And what ChatGPT is doing, and kind of like what you said, Tim, is that it's taking away that grit. Now, I, bef- before I, I ask you guys the next question, I have to properly admit that this whole interview was made by Chat. No, just kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> this isn't even David. I'm not even <laughs> here. Uh, no, but I, I signed up for ChatGPT back in January because my friend Mike was like, Dave, you got to check it out. I'm like, ah, I don't need this garbage. Get out of here. But I'm mm-hmm. like, all right, let me just see what it's about. Mm-hmm. So I started playing around with it and seeing it. And I, I, I shared this with Tim a while back, but I, I'll be completely open and honest with you. I put out one um, uh, blog post on my Marketplace of Ideas blog that I do just using chat GPT and I edited a little bit and then I looked mm-hmm. at the stuff that I do like just that's coming out of me with all my experiences nurture versus nature all that stuff all all of the stuff that I've experienced coming out on the page and I kid you not the stuff that I've done and I'm not bragging versus the stuff that chat GPT spat out was like chat GPT was like a boiled chicken no flavor yeah. no <laughs> no anything and the stuff Generic, I put out, yes. Boring. And so I have, and I no kid you soul, not, I would say. no soul. Yeah. I have literally yeah. about five hundred or so stories or whatever that I've just playing around with ChatGPT. I haven't used any of them because one part of me feels like, okay, first of all, this is cheating. And so this is kind of the question I'm going to ask you guys: is that it feels like having a ghostwriter in hip hop? It feels like having somebody do yes. your homework for you and hand yes, it in. I've- yeah. And that feeling. Uh, and oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. I really. No, no please go ahead. Just, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. I was yeah. just going to say, like, I, I really, really relate to, to that blog story because, um, you know, like I've started this new job and it, it is like uh, it is a STEM job. So mm-hmm. it's in the sciences, sort of. And 
you know, part of my job description is communications material. And there has been certainly moments where there's, you know, a sort of like pressure wherever it's coming from to be like, I'm really overwhelmed. There's this temptation to just like throw a prompt in and then, you know, edit it to try and quote unquote, make it sound like me. And it, it is extremely tempting and it's taken a lot of intention to not do that. Um, and even like when I, I've done things like, okay, take this paragraph I wrote and make it bullet point. Yeah. It still has this weird sense of like moral wrongness. Like I yeah. am cheating. Yeah. Um, and I think that like, but on the other side, there's a lot of, you know, like depression and low mental health and a bit of sluggishness in the world. I know a lot of people that I know are really struggling um, with motivation and mm, yeah. uh, and things like that. So I can certainly see the, you know, for lack of a better phrase, to take the easy way out. Mm-hmm. If you're feeling overwhelmed yeah. and you have these deadlines encroaching, um, but like the pressures to compete with it uh, is so hard too, because it is becoming such a regular part of society yeah um and yeah like those those blog posts like that that is like such a good example because when i read things that i know were written by chad gtp like in my the industry that i'm currently working in um compared to things that i wrote or one of my friends wrote okay sure maybe sometimes and i'm not saying all the time but sometimes sure maybe it's not as professional but i find the ones written by humans more entertaining because their heart is in it yeah. and their personality is in it. And yeah, chat GTP can replicate things like grammar. I don't see, I'm so against it. I don't even know the acronym. There you go. <laughs> Screw um, you, Waltman, <laughs> Altman, <laughs> whoever your name is. <laughs> Sold yeah, humanity like, down the river. Really, really can't like, um, replicate what it is to be a human. Yeah. And I have this other note here that I, I wanted to, to really quickly discuss as well Mm -hmm. um that there is issues with like it drawing from all these things that you were talking about a little bit earlier and creating things out of them like other artists work like the voices of singer songwriters things like that but uh yeah like a problem with that though is that i've seen quite a few examples of racism stereotyping prejudice oh man that we, that's a whole oh my gosh <laughs> yeah, Look, it's built and, by white supremacy what's going to come out yeah, white supremacy. and like the, another problem with that is that a lot of the things that it's drawing on which essentially is all of human output yeah there's been a lot of bias and and racism and yeah. hashtag birth of a nation there you go historically <laughs> yeah yeah like homophobia you know mm-hmm. all of that really like all of those really hateful concepts it's those are going to be involved in what an AI is pumping out because yeah. they don't know how to distinguish. Well, yeah, and, so, and there's evidence oh, for that as well. Yeah, and so uh, Tim, I wanted to throw it. Help, they, oh, sorry, they go ahead, don't go ahead. have like ethics. Exactly, there's no moral, like you know, compass with a algorithm. That's definitely for sure. Like, and Tim, well, I wanted to throw it to you too because as a writer, your primary job is as a as a writer. Um, definitely, um, you know, some great stuff that you're putting out there. How do you feel about it, like, just from a moral? ethical standpoint as somebody who's like you're there grinding away at the keyboard you know coming in saying i got a hot story here jay i'm sorry it's not (laughs) it's it's not a noir film but you're like you know you're you're in the trenches doing the work yeah and so from your vantage point how do you feel about it would you even categorize somebody as a writer if they were using chat gpt if they were using these these uh these tools that's a good question yeah that is a good question um I can say, like, definitively, I wouldn't, mm-hmm. um, because writing isn't just idea generation. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or perfect uh, grammar. Yeah, yeah, or perfect grammar, or, I I mean, it's learning how to use, you learning how to use everything and put it together, and it's painful, like, it's and a growing. painstaking process, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's a challenge, like, I've, I've worked, you know, every, everything has its own difficulties and stuff like that. I've worked labor jobs before. I've worked um, crisis aversion for for uh, crisis mediation and aversion for four yeah. four or five years when okay. I uh, I worked at a women's shelter. Mm-hmm. You work out. You're you're you have yeah, artistic endeavors, physical things, and, yeah. and all these things. I, I I volunteer. I try to volunteer. Yeah, you do um, things that require and, work and growth. Yeah, and and, and writing is mm-hmm. you know it's it's maybe sounds going to sound a little. Uh, 
overblown, but it, it's one of the hardest things for me. Yeah. Um, no, but does. that's an important component of it. And, and if you, um, you know, and this isn't as a masochist, but yeah. if you take out that difficulty of crafting something, then you're yeah. not crafting something anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a the, good way to put that. Yeah. And in the same way, if um, you go to an auto mechanic and, and they don't really care about the parts and the components or understand the components and they just plug it into a machine, um, yeah. then I don't consider them an auto mechanic. Maybe they're, they're doing a job. They're like a technician um, almost. They're not an auto. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you are taking, even though they're saying, oh yeah, you're just generating ideas. That's the big word. Generation. Algorithmic generation mm-hmm. is a big buzzword you're seeing with a lot of the, the holding uh, companies that are in charge of sites uh, like, uh, what was it Destructoid? I think yeah. it was. Gamers, mm-hmm. the site that they're going into AI and they uh, let off 45% of their workforce. Jeez. Um, yeah, including Yikes. freelancers, people just starting out. So, uh, and, uh, you know, it's not just the uh, exacting process of, of crafting a story and getting everything right and getting your facts straight. It's also looking out for other writers and yeah. helping them grow. Mm-hmm. And in the case, you know, all I have to do is point to what the uncaring um, bottom top line companies are doing where they're stealing opportunities to become a writer in one's chosen field or, yeah. or a craftsman in one's chosen field. And I say, well, how can you be a writer if you're uh, you don't care about others writing? Yeah, um, you don't care about helping others to have that you know and an ai can't yeah and an ai can't but to enter that difficult but ultimately like immensely rewarding uh field yes of course no you're absolutely right and i think what what um one of the things that i found very disturbing was i was i was chatting with a friend of mine about this in particular when it comes to what we were saying about writing and how you have to kind of grind out a story and you have to sit with it for a few days or if it's a painting you have to okay where's this inspiration coming from and yeah what i find very almost 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 like super villain like petting your cat while looking at the fireplace kind of thing <laughs> you know is is that our tuesday night yeah <laughs> well there you go right at the end of the day, at the cats. yeah, well, yeah like, cat people. That's right. You know, it's like <laughs> we have this mentality that in our society, particular, where we don't want to necessarily see how the sausage is made. If we look at the fight that's going on in places like Florida, in places uh, in Canada, in regard to our history with First Nations, our history yeah, with yeah. race, racial reconciliation in the United States. We ha- there's this image that was portrayed that, okay, you know what? America was this land that was desolate, and the pioneers came here, and they settled, worked, worked together with the, with the <laughs> aboriginals. And in reality, for them. Exactly. For the white men. exactly. And in reality, th- these were butchers and thieves. That's what they were. Uh-huh. In, in yeah. Canada, when we say, oh, well, you know, they came and conquered, they, they discovered the land. You didn't discover shit. It was here <laughs> 10,000 years ago. It had yeah. been discovered. People were here. I can't go to Walmart and say, well... Let me plant my flag here. I've discovered this Walmart. Yes. Walmart of David. Yes. <laughs> Come, brothers and sisters, as we take part. It's like, this has been here. So yeah. That, yeah, that only works if you're delusional and violent. Exactly. Which I they were. Yeah. And unfortunately. Yeah, and yeah exactly. Deeply, deeply racist. Exactly. Yeah. Every, every badism you could possibly think of. And not only is it is ChatGPT also in, there's a threat of taking away how, you know, that grit and that grime. But I think this is the most insidious part of it is that I've put in stuff into the prompt that I'm, I made up stuff. I just pulled it out of my butt and it gave me an answer (laughs) that was literally like they were as as right as rain. They're like, no, this happened at this date. Da da da. I made up a fake country. I made up a fake president and it spit it back to me. Like it was fact. Now here's, here's the crazy part. That's so alarming. Here's the crazy part right now in Florida. Ron, um, I, they call them Ron DeSantis. Um, if you follow what's going on in America, they've been trying to rewrite basic. I mean, America's been trying to rewrite their history with slavery since um, the South since lost, the South, you know, yeah. the, the, the lost cause. The um, if you look it up, those sort of things in which they still feel that the South will rise, blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. Yeah. 
They're just mad that they lost their free working force, and they've been wanting to get them back ever since. Now, yeah. the disgusting... <laughs> they're <laughs> you know, holding on to that dream. Oh, <laughs> gosh. Like, you know, just with tooth and nail. Now, what's happening is if we've all been... We can all roll our eyes every time we hear the, the term PragerU, because it's just not a university. It's yeah. it's just Ronald Reagan's wet dream basically come to fruition. Um, <laughs> it, it's basically... It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's literally... What the, an image. It was it was birthed AI, from an orgy. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's oh, I tried to actually type that into AI. I said, please describe to me the orgy that destroyed the world. Ronald Reagan, Margaret Thatcher, um, Anne Ran. <laughs> yeah, Milton Friedman, and I think Alan oh. Greenspan was like holding the, the, the camera and just press play. <laughs> Boom. It would not type that in. So I said, Well, what sort of insidious activities was going blah blah blah? Like, you know, I had to play with it. But the fact of the matter is, is that they're trying to rewrite history. They're trying to rewrite. Yeah. Yeah. And if you don't have solid, concrete, actual tellings from the people that went through it, like people in Auschwitz, right now we're starting to see, and this is kind of where I want to end because I know you guys got to get going here, but, and we'll definitely have a second part to this as well. That'd but be great. We'll be back. Yeah, exactly. And so what we're seeing is there's an erosion there's a flat-out lying. We, I, we all know of that uh, university professor here in Canada that wanted oh, to have God. a talk about how um, indig- Aboriginal, um, the schools that had basically children in them, the residential schools, they did some good. It wasn't all bad. <laughs> they learned some skills. Ron DeSantis For has people... podcast listeners that are big into podcasts, and uh, I'll just say the name, believe in Jordan Peterson. <laughs> Is Jordan Peterson you're talking about, Jason? No, there was another no, one. She's a woman. therapy. <laughs> yeah, you know, there yeah. Was another pers- there, there was, was another, another professor. professor. Yeah. Oh, God. She was at the U of A. <laughs> yeah, it was horrible. <laughs> and so in, in light of what um, the Daughters of the American Revolution have done... Yeah. Um, they're trying to now reframe it that, well, you know, black people, as they were learning skills, were gaining skills that they could head out into the marketplace and actually use. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the thing. When black people were freed, i.e., not slaves anymore, only by name, every and all of the industry, finance, banking, medicine, school, it was already built. So they were being sent out into something that they had no part in, in creating. They had no mm-hmm. part in, in actually being accepted into. And as yeah, Martin Luther yeah. King said, he felt like he was integrating his people into a burning building. So yeah. what you had was a people that were set loose and basically had no commerce, had no understanding of, of, of anything other than what they were trained to do. Now, that would have mm-hmm. been very useful had they been able to own property, own land, own, own yeah. a bank account, have rights. And so the, yeah. re, the reclaiming of this, now I'll throw this question to you guys before we close, is the... Not only, as you said, Tim, the existential crisis of ChatGPT is is terrifying, and it's it's Skynet with RoboCop having a baby. It's 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 terrifying to no end. Literally, but not only I'm, that. Every time I hear yeah. this, it's like, have you guys watched Terminator? Yeah. <laughs> have you seen Have you seen John Connor saying y'all making friends with this guy? Like, I saw what happened. <laughs> what the? But this, and I want to throw this to you before we kind of end here is that with so much of the truth being muddled being straight up lied to to make people feel good about the fact that no america was this country canada was this country we didn't do this. no the truth of the matter is is that we you know the the descendants that came here from europe were coming from a, a class system a caste system and they just reapplied it here because they had better technology they were able yes. to yeah. bring the people into servitude because hey if you stop shooting me and raping me i'll do whatever you want that's basically yeah. what happened. It's not this shining city on the hill. And what we're and what I want to throw to you guys is, where do you see AI, and how how can we kind of combat the fact of just mis misrepresentation and just lot flat out lies being told by AI, trying to make um, light of you know the horrors that we've seen in in culture and in society from the past. Okay, so I don't have an answer, mm. but. Um, I just more of an, uh, an agreement with yeah. everything you just said. And, um, and that's that historically the people who have held the keys, obviously they got to, uh, write history as they saw fit. Yeah. Um, and luckily some truth has eked out in the form of black and indigenous voices, yeah. uh, who, you know, bought tooth and nail to stop the whitewashing happen and gandhi but, too 
damn Brits, I tell you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he had his own issues. Yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> um, but the thing is, despite the fact that we have, you know, words like diversity and inclusion, mm-hmm. uh, the real puppet masters and the people in control of the tools. The globalists. Still... No, just kidding. I'm just, just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> no, but they're still the same faces, the same yeah. complexion, the same gender. Yeah. Uh, and they they've been trying to rewrite history with every tool they can. Now they have the tool to do it as effectively as possible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's going to stop it from continuing um, and possibly being more threat than ever before? Yeah. And what about you, Alia? Yeah. Just to close in here, what do, what do you think about that? Uh, so I mean, like I think that what Timmy is saying about you know all of these people that you know we're trying to move away from this like almost you know monoculture in power mm-hmm. and like progress towards nice. diversity. Um, thanks. <laughs> Monocles. Oh, I, uh, <laughs> I think that <laughs> I think that it's like certainly vital to address that what this is doing is like it's ensuring that the gap is staying wide by replacing people that are going to be taking up the middle class with something that it's very easy to replace them with and something that will do nothing but keep the one percent rich and powerful you know they don't have to worry about things like human rights and and human resources they don't have to worry about things like fair pay or benefits yeah um and you know when these people in power, they're so removed from reality yeah. that they, I think they truly stop seeing, you know, the other 99% is human. So yeah. it's almost like it's just, they're, they're stepping on ants on a sidewalk. And um, those that are quote unquote benefiting, you know, on a very like acute level, it might be like, oh yeah, like I can really quickly bust this thing out for work and yeah. whatever. But who's actually benefiting on the large scale? It is those people that are already in power that have like long term built up benefits from, you know, the historical structuring of like racism and xenophobia and all that. So um, all it's doing is it's almost a step backwards, I would say, because as Timmy said, it's just a weapon for them to use against people that they don't want to rise up. Yeah. So I guess like my very quickly here thought out ideas about how to combat that is first of all stop normalizing it um like stop being like this is this is a a normal thing this is a regular tool to use it's just as common as you know grammar check or something like that or an encyclopedia or whatever yeah exactly i think it has to stop being seen as just a regular um tool to ease a workload because that's mm-hmm. not what it is it's yeah. something that i think is going to sneak up on us and make us i truly think that if it keeps going this way it's going to make us obsolete and yeah. that's a really scary thought mm-hmm. so that would be like my my main idea okay and then i mean just very intentionally be aware of like what you're doing you know like if you do have that temptation you have to be very self-aware and very intentional about being like no this is not something i want to engage in this is not something i want to become reliant on yeah um i just have a note here that i wrote down that says like use your voice make yourself heard when people are talking about it you know like voice your concerns voice your your contentions and you know be rude and vocal about things yeah. that you see as problematic because mm-hmm. people that are rude and vocal are the ones that end up, you know, impeding the march towards problems. Yeah. Freedom society. convoy. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry about that. Well, they maybe should be less rude and less vocal. Yeah. It'd be kind of nice. Yeah. <laughs> or, <laughs> or just silent. I'd be fine. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> but, just let silence even, rain. Even, right. even they were using a voice that uh you know as much as we disagree with them and, mm-hmm. and dissent they were still you know obviously up to a point using their political power yeah. and um the what do you call it the maybe i'll not say i won't say be silent i'll say read a book there you go <laughs> yeah. preferably the, nothing on the prigger you reading list yeah <laughs> <laughs> on on either on either side of the political spectrum you'll be muted you know yeah yeah um, that's true because there are populists and uh, they wouldn't call themselves having socialistic tendencies, but they're common man fighters 
on the right side, obviously, mm-hmm. as much as uh, in a di- maybe it, it manifests in a different way. And I wouldn't agree with all of the ways it manifests on the right side as there is on the left side. Yeah. Um, but those voices will be taken away too. So it, it, mm-hmm. it really is. That's, that's a really uh, good point. Yeah. 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 It, yeah. it really, I mean, like, uh, my girlfriend just sat me down. We watched, uh, Jesus and the black Messiah. Oh man. Something that really, Woo! yeah, that is, that's a banger. Yeah. Oh uh, my gosh. But something that really stuck out to me was that, uh, Fred Hampton, I think that was his name. Yeah. Um, he tried to get the poor together regardless of, you know, petty ideolo- ideological dis- yeah, differences. Muslims, Christians, doesn't matter. Yeah, we're, yeah. Muslim, Chris- Christians, Hispanics, whites, blacks, like everybody together kind mm-hmm. of aiming at a class war. Yeah. Um, and he was killed for it. And yeah. um, and so it's it's not going to be that, you know, the, the right-wingers, the poor right-wingers are favored more than the poor left-wingers. You mm-hmm. know, it's uh, it's us against the top. Yeah. yeah, and I I just have one like yeah no please really quick thing that I'd like to say too that I just kind of thought of as like a, a method of combating this. I'm gonna keep using this word um, of intention because there are some things that it's really easy to slip into, and you you have to like put some emotional labor into doing things like like spending energy on social interaction. Um, yeah. And I think that like in the long run, with all of these things that are coming up it's going to be the aspects that do make us human that are going to be huge differentiating factors between us and AI. And it's things like, like empathy, compassion, friendship, and like just the the general connectivity that comes from those things. That's going to enhance our ability to work against this thing that I think could, could doesn't have to be, but it could be harmful. And if we're really intentional about like, maintaining our social aspect and you know like our our recognizing each other as other humans that's going to be really beneficial in you know trying to avoid the pitfalls and catastrophes quite frankly that yeah. could come from this oh no you're you're absolutely right and i think uh you know like right now you know we're just gonna end here because uh, i know you guys got to get going here but i uh I found this, uh, I just wanted to end with this sort of uh, statement I, I kind of saw where there was a, a gentleman by the name of, uh, we all know DJ Khaled, he's, you know, pretty loud on records <laughs> and stuff. And he's Who got, doesn't? Yeah, exactly, you know, and my, my kids actually call him um, DJ Khalid or whatever, so it's kind of cute. But uh, <laughs> but he has two little boys, um, Assad and I forget the other boy's name, and they're cute and everything else, and... I was looking at a comment that somebody made on one of the videos that uh, DJ Khaled put out. It was a, a few years ago, and basically he's dancing with his kid, and it's 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 they're on an island in Jamaica, and he's 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 friends with a lot of reggae and soca artists because they kind of accepted him when he was first coming up, and so now that he's made it, he kind of gives back a lot to that community, which you know kudos to him. But yeah. somebody pointed out, like, look at his two boys, right? Like his two kids. I think one of them was like sitting in an actual Bugatti children's car <laughs> that they made for him, right? And he yeah. had like the retro Jordans, Supreme. Like he, if he wasn't so cute and a kid, he'd be the <laughs> biggest douchebag ever, I right? Yeah. <laughs> you know. Well, but, I hope he doesn't turn into one. <laughs> exactly. But what they were saying was, is like, okay, look at look at this kid. Look at Jay-Z's kids or look at the kids of influence and look at the kids of parents who have billions of dollars, their net worth. At the end of the day, is there anything that they could do or accomplish that people won't say, oh, it's your dad's money. Oh, it's your mom's money. Ah, blah, blah, blah. Oh, it's your influence. Oh, it's your whatever. And I feel what ChatGPT and these sort of, you know, um, large language models are doing is they're taking away that that almost that sense of like that good sense of pride um not the pride mm-hmm. that you know has you say oh my my woman can't make more money than me but the pride that's like yeah hey i'm I, proud of the work yes I, done. I built something with my bare yeah. hands i gave time and effort when i could have been watching netflix i was i grinded yeah. for this i i had to sell blood sweat and semen for that you know i mean not the same not at the same time you hope there you go (laughs) who's kidding who but (laughs) there you go you know but you 
I made this. That's right. <laughs> it's just semen. You li- oh, jeez. <laughs> but you literally busted your ass to build something. And when somebody asks you, hey, like, oh, I see you did this. Oh, I see- Yeah, I did this. And there's a sense of real pride. I feel that yeah. what we're leaning towards is if we keep taking, you know, the the road the road to hell, as they say, right, is is uh, nice and easy. Hey, and good yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And if you're and if we're going to take that route, where does that leave the arts? That's what the strike is going on for right now with the writers' strike mm-hmm. in Hollywood. That's what we're seeing with people who are are saying, look, we don't want to see AI generated movies. I don't want to see AI yeah. take artists' images and like you know, screenshot them into the back of movies for the rest of time and not have them have any rights for that. So just like what um, Facebook did, and we were slow on the uptake because it was like, oh, this is new shiny toy. We connect with everybody. We saw what they did. We've seen how they've literally scraped every terabyte of information from our our stuff and sold it, basically sold us as the product. And what Shazana Zuboff says in her book um, that I referenced earlier, um, Surveillance Capitalism, is that, we need to um, hold everybody who's like, especially electrical vehicles, which is a whole other podcast, where they're going to be taking this data. They're going to be taking this information that we're putting into these these things. Um, people need to start suing AI and these companies and saying, look, you took, you learned off of something that I created and you didn't compensate me for it and you've made yeah. billions of dollars. What's up with that money? Like, we need to actually yeah. hold people to account. We need to actually even with artists and like writers and saying like there may, there, there might need to be asterisks in front of the article said this was yeah. written by a real human being. Yeah. Like this was written well. like, you know, a live, live performances like comedy music is going to come to a point where it's like, like the fake Drake versus the, the real Drake, like the AI Drake. Yeah. And yeah. I'm ashamed to say it. I was listening to the AI Drake and I'm like, Oh, this is hard. Oh my gosh. Like this is, this is, he hasn't written <laughs> oh, like no, this in years. <laughs> I heard that. I heard it was pretty good. It was damn good. I'm like Drake hasn't spit like this in years. I'm thinking. I'm thinking to myself, whoa! I'm drinking the Kool Aid. I saw them mix the Kool Aid. I saw them stir yeah. it. Yeah. I saw. That's and I'm drinking it. I'm like, People this shit's tasty. Yeah. <laughs> but we have to. <laughs> it is crazy, and it, it's it's very easy to to get drawn in. Yeah. Um, I I was I I would like to say just because you were talking um just now about you know, like the monetary gain of certain, yeah. certain groups, like in this current society we're living in, like the scaffolding of capitalism is so harmful because like, you know, the basic tenet of it is to monetize everything yeah, and, and everyone value yeah. things based on like what they can provide for you yeah. in economic gain. And that's a, a really harmful mindset to have and these people that believe so heavily in capitalism sometimes i wonder that you know on the the lower levels in the middle class and the lower middle class and even the lower class of people that are like if you work hard you can be exactly like these billionaires like you can't there's such a difference in realities so i i would say another another thing to combat this like potential dystopian world with is work against the tenets of capitalism and and you know use the voice that you've got to you know vote for more maybe like socialistic aspects that are actually going to benefit humans as humans are and not humans as those removed from reality are living well exactly Um, yeah no you're right and yeah i i think that it's it's a a great thing to move away from something only has value if you can gain something from it um, in a monetary way. Yeah. Uh, and it's interesting. Yeah. And I, I just think that this chat, I don't know, QRX or I don't even know what it is. <laughs> Skynet. That's what it is. It's called Skynet. Damn it. I'm just going to start calling it Chad. There you go. <laughs> Chad <laughs> or Chip. There you go. Chad, <laughs> Chad. Um, Chad genitals. Chad genitals is <laughs> my new word for Chad. Chad genitals. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, but I think like uh, a voice against capitalism will ultimately be a voice against AI because mm. As I said, it is living right now, ultimately to benefit the people that don't care about the rest of humanity. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. Uh, Tim, any last words before we uh, end here? Uh... Um, no, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know if you'll 
keep this in, but I think you're um, you're a great interviewer. You are oh. a great interviewer. Oh, thank, yeah, thank you. Yeah, I do it again. Yes, yes, we'll definitely keep that in. Yes. <laughs> such a huge bummer if it turned out he like was just an AI guy. No, no, it's right. <laughs> We're like, wow, he did a really good job. <laughs> like he's on a beach. I in that case, I tip my hat a little bit to the AI. I really uh, appreciate you having us on and yeah, um, giving a uh, giving such a good platform. Your podcast, uh, amazing is, podcast, is always tremendous. And um, and thanks again. No, yeah, I, I appreciate. Wise. Oh well, um, I I don't know about wise, but I, I've made enough mistakes. <laughs> To, no, to try to learn from yeah, them. You're, yeah, you're a great person to talk to. Very smart. And um, thank you for giving us sort of an outlet to talk about this. Because, I mean, I think all three of us um, seem to have thought about this quite a bit. And it was great to uh, voice some of those concerns. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I guess my last sentence would be, like, stay tethered to reality, hey, everybody. Like, hey, it's a lovely world out there. Smell a flower it's on like- Earth and not in the multiverse there or whatever it's called. Metaverse. The metaverse. Yeah, so oh my gosh. <laughs> All right. And you know what? With that, we're going to end here. So I just want to let everybody know um, you can find the Marketplace of Ideas podcast wherever you get your podcast from Google Play to, St- well, Stitcher actually is going to be no longer um, a podcast platform as of August 29th. Um, their corporate overlords have decided to have a subscription base. So uh, I think you can still get your podcasts through Stitcher. But I mean, you can you can find the Marketplace of Ideas podcast everywhere you get your podcasts. Um, you can find Alia performing comedy and taking down the patriarchy. Um, where, when's your next show, um, Alia? Uh, what day is it today? Tuesday. My next show is on uh, Thursday, this Thursday, at okay. Black Dog on White. Nice. Okay. 